This audio podcast is from the River Church in Fort Worth, Texas. We hope God uses it to encourage and grow your relationship with Christ. For more information about the River Church, visit us online at theriverdfw.com or facebook.com backslash theriverdfw. I'm so happy that you're here today. Man, what an awesome week we had last week, didn't we? Come on, yeah. Y'all give it up. So I was... I am so thankful. I just first off, I want to say that I am so thankful for all of you guys who came out, supported, brought people out, who uh, served. Like all of our serve teams were just on point. Man, you guys were fantastic, and and I think that uh, hopefully we're going to be able to make a big difference at Whitley Road Elementary School. And uh, I, w- I was up there Friday talking with them and just dreaming about the teachers' lounge renovation, and it's going to be so much fun. And so we've got the debts, the not the debt, the date set. And so, so you guys know we're going to be working on it on October sixth through the ninth. So if you are interested in helping out with that, we have a sign-up form on the hospitality table, and you just run out there and you sign up, put your name down, and we'll contact you and say, hey, uh, here's here's kind of what we're doing. Here's how you can help. But as of right now. Um, the church just from that day we had we we we're giving two thousand dollars to that project, but you guys gave an additional seven hundred dollars to that project. So man, you, you guys are awesome. So I love being a part of a place, and I love being a part of a church that um, that we want to think bigger than ourselves, don't we? We want to think more than about just this space and ourselves, and we want to we want to be a, a part of changing and hopefully impacting our community. And so hopefully this will be a big step in that. So love you guys. Thank you for that. We, we have that going on. We've got, we start deeper track today, our membership class right across the hall. That's going to be a lot of fun. Next week, we're launching this semester of community groups. And so it's, it's just a great time to be at the river. Huh? It's like, it's a good time to be around. So, so we're, I'm glad you're here. So last week, um, if you remember, we started our new series, Don't Waste Your Life. And so what we kind of talked about was God has put things in you. God has put talents and dreams and abilities and purpose in you, in your life, and your life can make a difference. You have something to give, right? And so the challenge was to kind of work through and begin to discover what is that that God has put in me, right? Because you have something to give. And so what is that? Begin to work through what are these dreams? What what are these talents? What is he what has he placed in me? And then as you work through that, look for opportunities to connect your passion with. So connect your passion and with opportunities so that you can make a difference. So you don't waste your life. So you live a life worth living. And so this week, we're going to continue in that series. And we're going to start out, um, we're going to take a hard left turn. Not right turn. I'm left-handed. So we take a left turn with me, right? So we're going to take a hard left hand, left turn. And uh, I'm going to start out and I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to just kind of go with me if you can. Just think about this. When's the last time you were really hurt? When's the last time somebody hurt you deeply? And some of you guys are like, man, I'm glad I'm at church today. I don't know where we're going with this. That was the nervous laugh. Like, yeah, we are. We're here nervous. Like, when's the last time somebody hurt you? And I'm not talking about like this last week I got hurt pretty bad. I'm going to open up and share something with you guys. Um, Last week in my fantasy football league... (laughs) I was hurt pretty bad. I was hurt pretty bad. And and uh, the thing about it is the guy that did it to me is Trent back here. And, you know, I love Trent. He's a great guy. He's at least the third best guy we have on the soundboard back there. Um, fantastic guy. Um, but he hurt me deeply. But, and, 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 but that's not what I mean when I'm talking about pain. When's the last time that somebody hurt you? Deeply. Now, maybe it not, might not have been one big moment. Maybe it was a bunch of little moments, right? 
Because sometimes those hurt just as much, those little moments that happen over time, over time, over time. And then we kind of wake up and realize, man, I'm, I'm hurting here. Like this kind of cut me and I didn't expect it, right? As, as, as you're thinking about that, and I know I'm bringing up all kinds of good things. Like there's probably husbands and wives in here that are like, oh yeah, remember what you did to me, right? Don't, don't do it there, right? But as you're thinking about that, let me ask you this question. What did you do about it? When you were hurt, when you felt that, when you had that experience, what, what did you do about it? How did you handle it? Because we handle things in different ways. Don't we? Like The truth is you're going to be hurt in life. It's just life. But how do you handle it is the issue. Like Some of us handle it one of two ways. Like um, Some of us, we burst out in anger, right? Like we get hurt and we just, we react. Like we respond. Like somebody cuts you off in traffic and your middle finger's up before you realize it, right? Nobody in this room, but people, right? Right? Like we just, we, that's how we respond. We get hurt and we lash out. Like my son Gideon, he's, he's about 15 months now. And when he gets hurt, like I kind of worry about him because he's still, he's learning, walking, but he stumbles around every once in a while. He'll like run into a doorway or something, you know? Like, so like, come on, but we got to work this out here. But the way, the way he handles that is he gets mad. Like he doesn't start crying. Like most kids, they get, they hit something, they start crying. He turns around and he slaps the door frame. <laughs> like it's the doorway's fault for being there, you know? Like he, boom, right? And he has this little bat that he carries around sometimes and he hits things with it. And sometimes when he's swinging at something, he hits himself and he's like, whap. And he goes, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, dude, stop. <laughs> Don't do that, right? That's how he responds is he lashes back out, right? Some of us are that. Some of us know that. Some of us get hurt by that, right? Some of us handle it the total opposite direction. What we do is we internalize it. And so we don't talk about it. We don't tell anybody about it. We hold it in until we blow up on somebody about it. And the crazy thing about that is oftentimes the person we blow up on isn't the person that caused that pain. It's like the poor Chick-fil-A guy who forgot to give you the right sauce. Right. And and the thing about that, just as a side note, is Christians, sometimes we feel like that's the Christian way to deal with things. Well, just don't bring it up. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm not going to deal with deal with it. And and let me just say this, like that's not the Christian way to, to deal with it. That's an excuse not to deal with it. Because if you just push it down and don't don't deal with it, what's going to happen, regardless, right, what's going to happen with this pain, if we don't deal with it correctly, is it's going to stir up in us and cause in our hearts, bitterness and anger, and maybe even start to dwell up and bring out some hate in us, something that will actually, and because we don't deal with it correctly, is going to take our pain to a whole nother level, right? And so today at the River Church, I know you're like, glad I'm here. I want to talk to you guys about bitterness. I want to talk about um, what it does to us. I want to talk about how maybe I don't have a I don't have a quick fix for you, right? Because I work through this myself. But I want to give you maybe hopefully some practical steps to help us deal with being bitter. And we want to talk about what the Bible says about bitterness. So today, if you take notes, our our title is "Don't Waste Your Life Being Bitter." Don't waste your life being bitter. Now we've all been hurt in life, right? We some of us hide it. Some of us put way too much of it out there. Like hello, Facebook. You know what I'm talking about? Those people that you're like, I want to know a little bit less about your life, right? 
Um, some of us put way too much out there, but if we don't address it, bitterness becomes anger that wells up in us. And if you're not careful, it happens in you. Like maybe you've experienced this. It happens and you don't even realize it's there. Like you see somebody post something on Facebook or you see them walking down the street and mm, something comes up. You know what I'm talking about? Like you feel it and you go, where did that come from? Right? Like we don't, we don't even realize that it's there. Like that person may have heard us once, you know, or whatever, but it's been festering that it comes up and we didn't even, we're like, where, where did that come from? Right. And so here's the thing about bitterness. If we don't handle it, if we don't handle our pain the right way, our pain becomes bitterness. And at the end of the day, bitterness does no good for us, does it? Like bitterness, if we live with it, what it does, it does a couple different things to us. One thing is it makes us petty. Another thing it does to us is it makes us passive-aggressive or aggressive, depending on how you deal with it. And then finally, I'll say this. Trust me here. It makes you do stupid things. We do things in spite because of our bitterness that normally we wouldn't do, right? Like, I'll give you guys an example, and I hope they don't podcast this, but I was, a, I was at a church uh, a long time ago. It has nothing to do with you guys, trust me. And there was a family in the church who, like 20 years ago, had had a dispute about a will in the family. And so literally, you have siblings who go to church together because they didn't deal with this bitterness or this, this issue the right way. It became bitterness. And literally, for like 20 years, they go to church together. One of them sits here. The other one sits way over here. They don't talk to each other. They ignore each other. Everybody in the church knows about it. Everybody in the church thinks it's stupid, but nobody says anything about it. Why? Like, how dumb is it to go to church with someone for 20 years? They're your family. You don't talk to them, right? Bitterness makes us do dumb things. And, and at the end of the day, bitterness doesn't do anything for you. All it does is hurt you and it doesn't actually, because we hold on to this anger and we think oh, I'm going to get them back or whatever, it doesn't even really hurt the other person. We hold on to it, we internalize it, and it doesn't even hurt the other person. Like if you're going to do something, at least get them back, right? Just kidding, don't do that, <laughs> right? But like, and he, like, here's the thing is because what happens is we walk with it. We're carrying it around everywhere with us. It's making us angry. It's making us um, do things that we don't normally do. It's wasting our time and our energy and our lives being bitter and upset and frustrated about this thing. And the other person doesn't even know you're carrying it. They don't even know you're mad at them. Right? Am I right? Like most of the time, they don't even know, they don't even know that you have an issue. So they're walking around life free and clear, living great, having no idea about the burden that you're carrying. And doesn't that make you even more angry? Right? Like they need to at least know about it. But they don't. So, so many of us spend our lives walking around with this stuff, carrying this stuff, and the only person that's hurting is you. There's a famous quote, and I don't know who said it, like it's attributed to a lot of people, but nobody actually knows who said it. It says this. It says, hanging on to resentment, resentment, or I'm going to say bitterness, hanging on to bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's stupid, and the only person that hurts is you. All right? And at the end of the day, what happens is it keeps you trapped. It keeps you living in this prison, and it keeps you from living of the free life, the, the Christian life that God has for you. There's um, a, a few years ago, I read a book by Nelson Mandela. Um, do we all know who he is? Anybody know who he is? So Nelson Mandela is a pretty big historical figure. And I read it. It's called Conversations with Myself. 
And the reason why he called it Conversations with Myself is because he spent 27 years in prison, uh, wrongfully imprisoned by his by his government, a corrupt government. So when you're in prison for 27 years, you have a lot of conversations with yourself. It's a clever name. I just thought it was clever. But anyways, um, so in this book, after 27 years of prison, he finally gets set free. And so he's he's heading out. He's walking out the doors, and there's this quote that he said in his book that always stuck with me, and I'm going to read it to you directly so I don't mess it up. He says, I wa- as I walked out the door towards the gate that would lead to my freedom. So 27 years, he's walking to freedom. As I walked out the door towards the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew that if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I would still be in prison even after I left. There may be some of us in here today who are living in some type of prison of bitterness pain. And even though you're walking around free, you're carrying this with you. And I want I want you to hear this today. God wants you to be set free from that. His design for you is not to walk around carrying that, trapped in that. He wants to set you free. And if you're here today and you're saying, well, I'm not dealing with that right now. Well, you still need to pay attention because trust me, life is going to give you lots of opportunities to be bitter. <laughs> So what do we do, right? So I'm walking around this. Maybe you recognize, yeah, that's, that is some things I'm dealing with. That is some things I'm walking in. What can we do about it? Well, first thing I'd say is let's look at what the Bible has to say about bitterness. Let's go with, there's a lot of verses that we could use here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just use a couple. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, it says this. All bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander must be check that word out, must be removed from you along with malice and be kind and compassionate. So not only do we remove this from ourselves, but we are proactive. We have a response. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another. That one's, that's a hard one. Forgiving one another just as God also forgave you. And I would say this is that if we read these verses, it's pretty clear that to walk around with these things as a Christian is, is become sin in our hearts if we don't deal with it correctly. We come sin in our hearts if we don't deal with it correctly. Let's look at Hebrews twelve fifteen. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble and by it defiling many. I think that's interesting there because there's a couple things that uh, that the writer of Hebrews tells us to do. He says, pursue peace. So what he's saying to you actually is you, even the person who's been hurt, whether you're the offender or the offended, your job as a Christian is to be proactive about pursuing peace. Not passive, meaning we sit and wait for somebody else to fix it, fix it. Our job is to be proactive in the healing process. Be proactive about pursuing peace. And then if you notice, he says, if you don't do this, if you don't watch this self, this root of bitterness is going to spring up in you because we don't deal with it correctly. And it says there that it will defile you. What does it mean when he says it will defile us? That's sin. It means it becomes sin. Becomes sin. So our job here as Christians is to be proactive about pursuing healing, forgive, seek Peace. And so what I want to do is I want to give you a few steps today um, about how we can be proactive in pursuing this, how we can be proactive in pursuing peace. And look, it's not a quick fix. I'm not saying that it'll necessarily just fix your problem, but it's some things that have helped me and my own life because I'm like you, man. I've, I've been hurt and I've had to deal with this and I've had to work through this. And 
um, I mean, constantly, right? And so here's some things that, that I feel like will be helpful to you. And so if you take notes, write this down. The first thing you need to do, y'all are going to love this one, pray. And I know what you're thinking, Mike, that is the most Christian answer you could give. But one, I'm a pastor, so yes, that is, that is where we're going to go with it. But you need to pray. Why do you need to pray? Because you need to invite God into the process of healing. Check this out. It tells us those verses in Hebrews and uh, Ephesians that we read tells us that our job is to pursue love. Our job is to forgive like Jesus forgive, that our job is to love like Christ. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe this is only me. But for me, if I want to forgive like Jesus forgave, I'm going to need Jesus' help. If I'm going to love like Jesus loved, I'm going to need, because I know Mike and Mike is a jerk. <laughs> I know Mike and Mike is like, like when I pray, I'm like, smite him, Jesus, right? Get him, right? And so I need God to direct me into the correct way of thinking, right? Am I, am I the only one in here or no, is that all of us, right? So we need to, if we're going to follow and be like Jesus, then we're going to need to invite Jesus in the process because the only way we can be like Jesus is if Jesus helps us be like Jesus. We have to understand that we can't do this without God. And throughout your healing process, that is going to be an ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. It's not going to be like, Jesus, help me, and then move on. No, it's going to be like, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, right? Especially if this is somebody you have to deal with constantly. <laughs> Jesus, help me, right? So pray. Invite God into the process. Secondly, and I can't stress uh, one part of this enough, seek wise counsel. You need to talk to someone about it because, right, we have to sometimes get out of our own heads and get out of our own situations and talk to somebody that is not us, right? Because I can get that train rolling and I can start getting mad and I can start getting bitter and I can start, Mike, they did this and they did this and they did this and they did this and I need someone to talk to me about it, right? I need to, I need to seek wise counsel, someone who will, so wise counsel, and if you take notes, write this down, someone who will tell you the truth, because we have people in our lives who will not tell us the truth. There's people who will enable us. And hear me, if you're bitter about something, you're upset about something, there's going to be people who care about you. And because they care about you, they think they're going to help you out by enabling you to continue to feel the way you feel. Does that make sense? And I, and I love you. For those of us who are married in here, I say this in the most loving way, but the, most, the people who are the most guilty of that are our spouses. Because they love us, they're going to allow us to keep walking in and they're going to kind of excuse us from being changed or excuse us from being challenged there. Does that make sense? And so we need to seek wise counsel, seek counsel that will tell you the truth. And it would probably be helpful if they're not connected to the situation. And maybe even if they're a little bit older than you, because they might have some wisdom that they can speak in the situation, right? So seek wise counsel. And when you do that, here's some things you need to talk to them about. Is it fair or right for me to be upset about this? Am I, am I just being petty or is this a real thing? Is it fair for me upset about this? What's a wise way to handle the way that I feel? What steps should I take to seek healing? And then finally, and this is an important part of this, ask that person that you talk to to hold you accountable. Because this doesn't need to be a one-time conversation. We deal with it and we just walk away. This needs to be somebody that you can trust to come back and say, hey, Mike, that situation we talked about, how you, how you doing with it? How are you feeling? Have you taken some, have you taken some positive steps? They need to hold you accountable. And as you're walking through this conversation, you need to come to the, you need to have a conversation about this. Is confrontation necessary for the healing process? 
Do I need to have a conversation with the person who has hurt me about how they have hurt me? And if you do, if you get in there and you realize, man, I do need to talk about this with them. We do need to deal with this. I want to challenge you to ask yourself these questions. The first one is this. What do you hope to get out of the conversation? What's the goal? Because the goal can't be for you to go in and just unload all your junk on them. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't just be for you to go out there and and tell them how it is. It needs to be a healing conversation. So the goal can't be for you to just go unload on that person. And secondly, you're really going to love this one. The goal cannot be to get there to get to get them to apologize to you. And you say, why not? But what if I want them to apologize? What if I need them to apologize? You can't put your healing in their hands. So if, if, if your healing is all about, I need them to apologize to me, then, then they have the power in the process of your healing. Remember those Bible verses. They said for us to pursue peace. They said for us to forgive like Jesus forgave. They said for us to love like Jesus loved. And, and none of those things had to do with the other person, did they? They were all about how we address the situation, how we deal with the situation, how we walk in the situation. So if you have to have a, a confrontational conversation with somebody, you can't go in it expecting and the goal cannot be to get them to say, I'm sorry. Maybe that, that's a hope that you would have, but it can't be the purpose of the conversation because if it does, then you're putting all your eggs in their basket. And that never, that doesn't work out for you. That doesn't work out for you. Let's see here. So here's a couple situations. If you're if you're saying if you're if you walk through this and you think, all right, maybe I need to have this conversation. Here's a couple situations where, where I would not recommend a confrontation. If you're walking through it and you realize this is actually a me issue and not a them issue, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been kind of bitter here, or I've been kind of petty here, and they actually didn't do anything to me. Does that make sense? Like like I had an experience like this one time when I was in college. And there's one or two of you here who went to college with me. I'm not talking about anybody here, okay? So don't worry. Someone came up to me and, no joke, came up to me and went, Hey, Mike, I need to talk to you. All right, that's good. I just want you to know that uh, I've hated you for a long time. Well, this is going really good. I want you to know that I've been bitter at you for a long I want you to know that I've, I've, I thought you were a jerk. I thought you were – and just starts labeling all these things about I thought you were this, I thought you were this, I thought you were this, I thought you were this. But I didn't actually know you. I just knew you from afar. I thought this, 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 this about you. But now that I've gotten to know you, I realize you're not, not really those things. All right, see you. It wasn't even like an apology. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like, I'm sorry. It was just like, I just want you to know I thought you were a jerk, but you're not really that big of a jerk. All right, see you. You know what that person did is they just took and unloaded all their junk on me, left it, me carrying it, and they walked away free. Ah, I feel better. I talked to Mike about it. Well, you know what Mike feels like? Mike just got unloaded on. Mike feels like a jerk, right? Like I've just got this. So <laughs> all that to say, you can tell I'm still working that out. Um, <laughs> it was like 12 years ago. Still hurts. That's why you don't do that to somebody, okay? Um, but if it's a you thing, then you work on you and you don't worry about them. Secondly, I, I would say this is if they know that they're hurting you and they just don't care. Why talk to them about it? The way you pursue peace is pursue getting the heck away from that person. Right? If they, if you, they know they're hurting you and they don't care, that's a huge red flag. Um, a couple situations I would say, yeah, maybe, maybe have a conversation about this is if they, if they don't know that they're hurting you. Like if someone doesn't know, they don't know. 
And so maybe you need to talk to him about it. Say, hey, I had somebody, I've had, I had somebody come to me a couple months ago and say, hey, Mike, I just want you to know that, that you've been doing this, this, and this to me. And I know you don't mean to do it. You don't even know that you're doing it, but just don't you know it, it hurts me when you, when you do that or, or say that. Man, thank you for telling me. Because if you didn't tell me, I would, I would keep doing it because I don't know, right? And so I was able to quit and that relationship is great. If they don't know, they don't know. So maybe you just need to have a conversation and say, hey, I want to let you know about this. Um, let's, let's move on. Don't even necessarily need an apology. Just wanted you to know. So, so maybe you could stop. Another time I would say is if it's an ongoing action and uh, it needs to be stopped because if they don't stop, it's going to get ugly, right? So if you go into, uh, if you need to have a confrontation with somebody about this, know the goal of the conversation. Don't leave your healing in their hands and focus on communication and understanding. And that's important. You go in, you focus on, let's communicate well about this. Let's have understanding. Because most fights happen because of misunderstanding, right? Most most of this stuff comes up because of lack of communication. Like Katie, Katie keeps threatening me not to talk about our fights, but just, it's not even a fight. It's not a fight. And so... um the other day I walked into the, into a, our room, one of our rooms in the house and Katie's standing there and she's like, she's, she's going, I, we have got to clean this place. Like we have a one year old things can get crazy at our house. Right. So she's like, it, we, I've got, I can't live in this right now. We got to do something about it. And I just looked and I go, well, what do you want me to do about it? And she looked at me, right? Like, I'm just like, I'm like, what I meant to say was sweetheart, how may I help you? Right. And like, and like, I'm joking about that, but that, that really is what I meant. Like, that truly is what I meant, but it came out wrong, right? Like, it came out the wrong way. Most arguments and disagreements and fights happen because of lack of because I communicated poorly, right? And so sometimes we need to work on that communication. And sometimes you got to bring somebody else in to help you work on that communication. And that's not a bad thing. That's a very brave thing, and that's a very mature thing to do, right? So focus on communication and understanding. Number four, and this is, this is a fun one, you got to forgive them. You got to. The most important part of your healing process is forgiveness. Regardless of whether or not they want it, regardless of if you talk to them about it and they spit in your face, if you want to heal from this situation, you have got to forgive them. I mean, remember, the Bible says forgive like Jesus forgave. And I, I, maybe I'm wrong about this, but when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, while those centurions were nailing the nails into his hands, I'm pretty sure they weren't asking for forgiveness. What do you think? Forgiveness isn't about the other person. Forgiveness is about you. Forgiveness is about our heart. It's not even about what they want. It's about you. Remember Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving just as God forgave you. Those verses have everything to do with our choices and nothing to do with the people who hurt us. And I know that's hard, but at the, for, at the end of the day, it's commanded by God. So if we're a Christian, it's a commanded by God. Um, it's our choice. But, if, but all that aside, it's the only way you're going to truly find healing. It's the only way you're going to truly find healing. And you might look at me and you say, Mike, but you don't know you don't know, you don't know, and you are 1,000% right. I, I don't know. But it doesn't make, make that any different, does it? If you want to find healing, it's still the truth. There's a, a quote by a guy named Louis Smees that I love. I'm using a lot of quotes today. He said this. He said, forgiveness or forgiving does not erase the bitter past. So it doesn't make it like it didn't happen. Forgiving doesn't erase the bitter past. A healed memory is not a deleted memory. Instead, 
forgiving what we cannot forget creates a new way to remember. I like that. We change the memory of our past into a hope for the future. When you forgive someone, what you do is you change the narrative of what they've done to you. You change the narrative, how you remember it, what you think about it. Um, what happens is we're no longer the victim who's been hurt. Now we're the victor who has chosen to forgive. And what we've done is we've taken the power from them and shifted the power to ourselves. Forgiveness is the most important part of the healing process, and forgiveness is part of the healing process where we're most like our Savior, Jesus. So one last thing, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. The final step of this process, after you forgive them, or even through this process, it might help you to forgive them, is you need to pray for them. They're going, are you kidding me, Mike? Like, you, you are, you're killing me here. You need to pray for them. The Bible tells us to forgive as Jesus forgives. It also tells us to pray for our enemies. And I hope that these people aren't actually your enemies, right? But listen, there's some things that happen to us when we pray for our people who have hurt us or pray for other people. One, we begin to see their pain. We begin to understand them a little bit more. We see them differently. And the way we begin to see them as we pray for them is a child of God who has broken themselves. Because so often we're thinking about ourselves and we're thinking about how we've been hurt and how we, but because they've hurt you, just by the very fact that they have lashed out and hurt you means that they are a broken person as well. And so we begin to see them not as someone who has harmed us, but someone who has broken themselves and who's not perfect, but as someone who needs healing too. And we, when we look, are able to look at other people and go, man, you're hurting too, aren't you? You need healing too, don't you? We begin to see them differently and God begins to transform us from the inside out. And I promise you, when I say this, I am speaking from experience. I've been in leadership roles my whole life. And as a leader, one thing that happens to you is you get hurt a lot. And a lot of people, you know, like it just happens, right? There's a lot of arrows that happen in the back. And so I have had to walk through this process myself over and over and over. And the most transformative part of this process is when I've been able to pray for other people and God literally transforms how I see them. You know what I'm saying? So don't skip that part of the process. Don't skip that part of the process. It will grow you and it will set you free. So don't waste your life being bitter. We have given an incredible opportunity called life. Don't waste it being bitter. It's such a waste of time. So... Realize that it's sin. Realize that it doesn't hurt the other person, but it only hurts you. Seek healing. Instead of being bitter, seek healing in prayer and wise counsel and possible confrontation and forgiveness. And hopefully you'll find freedom and be set free from that prison. I'm going to pray. The band's going to come up and play. And I want to say this. If you're in this place today and that's something that you're struggling with, if that's something that's going on with you, I want you to know that God wants to set you free from it. And there's going to be guys in lanyards hanging out here in the aisles. And if you just want to go talk with them and pray with them and say, man, I, I could use somebody to just pray with me about this because I, like you recognize, I need God's help in this. I want you to know that they're there for you. And not only that, if there's just anything that you need to pray for, they're there for you for that as well. And I'm, I'll be hanging out right down here. Father, I love you. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you're the God who sets us free from this. God, that you're designed for us isn't to be stuck in bitterness or to stay in bitterness or be controlled by bitterness, but actually to rise above it and be set free, God. You can transform us and you can grow us, God, and you can change us. And so, Father, I just want to pray 
for anyone in this place today who might be dealing with bitterness or who might be dealing with that because it's a very real thing. It's something that, that at one point or many points in our lives will affect every single one of us. Father, I pray that if there's anyone in here dealing with that today, that they would have the courage to take those steps to find healing. God, and I know that some wounds are deeper than others. And so, Father, I pray that you would heal the deepest wounds in this place today. Father, I love you. It's in Christ's holy name I pray.